to the Harmony and Healing Podcast, a podcast about music, health, wellness, and activism that will help you to find balance between life as a musician and self-care through health and wellness. I'm your host, Jazzy Piggott, a tuba player, composer, certified personal trainer, writer, podcaster, and educator coming to you this week from Huntington, New York instead of Baltimore. In today's episode, I will be just discussing what I've been doing this past month and my experience maintaining healthy habits throughout. This is technically going to be a two-part episode because next week I'm going to get into the advice about maintaining healthy habits during busy periods, so stay tuned. So what have I been up to? Because I took a whole month off and, you know, it seemed like a lot. It was a lot. It was a very long month. So as you know, I did take April off from this podcast In hindsight, I probably should have taken May off too, but I didn't, and now I don't want to break my promise that I made to return in May, so here I am. Um, These episodes are probably just going to be short in the next few weeks because I still have another couple weeks of hell before I can be safe. Anyways, April was also a hell month for me. I was touring while balancing school and my teaching jobs, And I literally only attended one class in person since the end of March, which now feels like it was months ago. So what have I been up to? The last weekend of March was my recital, and then I had to give my tuba up for two days to get a ring soldered on to get my standing belt. Standing tuba belt, if you are a tuba player, is like the best investment I've ever made. It's like 300 bucks, and it's from Austria, but it really kind of changes your life. Um, in the way of just being able to stand while playing because you usually can't do that. And now that I can stand while playing, I feel like I can be more expressive and my air flows a lot better. It's just great. Anyways, so I had to give my tuba up for two days after that recital. I was like, oh, it's the end of a recital. You know, I'd usually take time off. But little did I know, I had this competition called the Yale Gordon competition. That was literally that next weekend. So I was two days without, three days without my instrument. And then I had to relearn a concerto for this competition. So I relearned the concerto in two days. And then I actually ended up winning the competition for first place, which I was surprised. I mean, because I've never actually won first place in any sort of playing related thing before. Last thing I won first place in was a running start competition for my pitch idea. But anyways, so I won first place. I was the first tuba player at Peabody's History to do this. And I'm also the first black woman in Peabody's History to also do this. So yay, that happened. So I literally got no days off because I started having to prepare my music for the tours that I had the next weekend. And then I had to maintain more of my performance week because that Thursday I played in my studio recital that was... April 7th, and then bright and early at 6 a.m. on Friday morning, April 8th, I flew to Ormond Beach, Florida. So that was fun. It was a nice little serif tour. We played in a church. We got to go to the beach, um, which was really, really good. We we rehearsed on Friday, and then on Saturday, we had the concert. Saturday night, we had the concert, and then 
in the evening, we had to drive all the way to Naples, Florida, which was about a four and a half hour drive across the like little peninsula thing or whatever you call that in Florida. And Naples was interesting. Um, Naples was also like a big church. We didn't really have to rehearse as much, thankfully, because we had rehearsed for the concert before that. But uh, Naples was hella expensive, like really expensive. For some reason, every single meal I got was at least like 30 bucks. And I was very disappointed with that because the tour only gave me $500 and I ended up spending about 150 of those just trying to survive by eating food. Um, There was this one instance at this really disappointing restaurant uh, where we ordered food. It was supposed to be a healthy place. And I was disappointed with my meal. I ordered a little teriyaki chicken bowl and it ended up being like very tiny, like maybe a cup of like rice and less than that. And then chicken was $5 extra, but I only got like five pieces of chicken. So I guess a piece of chicken's a dollar, even though I can buy a pound of chicken for $2.99 in the supermarket. But uh, yeah, so that happened. And then Rachel, the horn player, she also got these really two small pancakes for 17 bucks at the same restaurant. I can go on for this restaurant because I was very livid. I was just like, I spent how much money for this little thing? And it wasn't even that great either. Okay, moving on because, well, I have other stuff to talk about. So that was Naples, Florida. The concert was good. Um, I got to meet an IC alumna from, I think she was said 1980, the class of 1980. And she was the only black woman in the church. So it was really interesting to meet her and she was a, vo- a vocalist at IC too. So she was also a musician and I haven't really seen many IC alumna anywhere. So I was really, really happy to meet her. And then her husband was also an alumnus and I was not expecting him to be her husband, but uh, that, that, it, that is what it is. So I'm not going to get into that, but um, yeah. So after Naples the next morning, I had a nice Uber driver and we we talked. I think she told me she killed somebody, um, but I didn't take that seriously. I just kind of smiled and nodded. Um, She was really nice. So if she did kill somebody, I'm very concerned, but maybe she had a good reason. (laughs) Anyways, so I get back on Monday and then I have literally one day to myself on Tuesday, but it's not a day to myself because I still have a couple of meetings to go to. So I go to my meetings, I kind of just like decompress from this tour, and then bright and early on Wednesday morning, I go to Boston. So for some reason, to get to Boston from Baltimore, there was no direct flight. I don't understand that because it's literally like a two, not even a two-hour flight. So I had to take two half-hour long plane trips to get to Boston rather than just having a direct flight there. And obviously that means it's more expensive because you're using two planes and that's two planes worth of gas. And then there were very tiny planes. So I was just like, why the heck is there no direct flight from Boston to Baltimore and vice versa? But uh, whatever, that is what it is. So um, in the airport there, I got my steps in and really got my adrenaline pumping because I really wanted to go to Starbucks and I had half an hour and the Starbucks was a 15 minute walk. 
So I had exactly the amount of time to get to that Starbucks and back before my next plane started boarding. So I did that. And I'm very accomplished because I was running through the airport with my suitcase, my tuba, and my backpack. So that was fun. But when I got to Boston, this was the most frustrating situation I have ever been in in my life. I had this thing called the preliminary oral exam, which I've been like studying my ass off for for the last like month and a half. And I had that at four. Now I pull into Boston at two. My plan was to go to the Airbnb to take my exam at four in the Airbnb. But I get this call from the Airbnb owner saying, oh, sorry, we overbooked and you need to go to a different address. And I was just like, but we booked this like a month ago. It's not like we booked this two weeks ago. We booked it a month ago. How do you overbook that? He's like, sorry, I have no choice. Like you have to go to a different address or you can stay in the same address, but then you have to move after two nights. And I'm like, we can't just move in the middle of our stay. So I talked to Victoria Garcia, who was on the podcast. I don't remember what episode that was in, but it was a good episode. Go check it out. And she went off on this guy on the phone um, <laughs> as far as like what we were able to do. And then Rachel, the horn player, she Googled this guy's Airbnb reviews. And it turned out that he did this to a lot of other people. And then when he gave them a new address, he gave them the wrong key. So then they ended up having nowhere to stay. So I called the guy back and I'm like, look, I'm not comfortable with the situation. So I'm canceling this reservation because I don't feel secure with this. Because obviously, you know, I don't want to get scammed and not have a place to stay. So I'm dealing with all this. And then I just I'm stranded in the airport because they left without me thinking that I was going to take a, an uh, Uber to an Airbnb. But obviously that didn't happen because the Airbnb fell through. So I ended up having to take an Uber to the church and then take my exam in the church library where I could hear the group practicing, which really distracted me. And I don't know what I was saying to these people. I managed to pass. I was very surprised I passed. I actually sent an email like, I am so sorry. That was terrible. Like, I really prepared for this exam and I had this terrible situation that was on my mind and I wasn't even focused. And I think that was why I did badly. He's like, oh, you passed. But he waited like a week after the exam to tell me this, even though they knew the results the next day, which really stressed me out. Anyways, so we ended up finally getting this expensive, very expensive, very expensive hotel that was um, a couple blocks, maybe just a block actually from the church. And it was a very nice hotel. It was very bougie, but the room was literally a shoebox and I could fit my bed and then there was a desk and that was all there was space for. So it was the smallest hotel room I have ever been in. And it was $1,400 for me to stay there for four nights. And then something happened with my credit card where, well, something happened with Rachel where I had to use my credit card for her room. And then they decided that they were going to place a hold on my account for the room plus $200, even though the room had already been paid for. So I suddenly had $3,400 
just taken out on my credit card on top of the Airbnb fee that was also like $1,300 that I wasn't yet getting back. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And I got a message from my bank saying I like go went over my credit statement and everything. And I was just like, oh, this is, this is a mess. So yeah, that, that happened. Um, but on the plus side on Thursday, we premiered my arrangements of total praise and of adoration by Florence Price for Quintet um, with the Sarah Frass. And that was really a valuable experience for me because I got my music played by a professional group. And it was also cool because I'm not sure if many people have done gospel music with a brass quintet before. So that was kind of a little premiere of sorts. So I hope the music gets played later, but I I don't know. Um, We'll see. So then Friday was like a pretty low-key day. I had my class in the morning. I did that via Zoom, of course. And then I walked a lot. And we had a rehearsal and then a service, and that was all fine. Whatever. So Saturday was a good day. Like, that was probably, like, my favorite day. I started with a little walk. I had to get my Starbucks because I was going on a star star streak. I think I had to do four days in a row to get like 100 bonus stars. And I was like, I can't not do this because I'm on vacation and I'm not making coffee at home. So I should go to Starbucks every single day and get an expensive drink every single day. Um, So I spent maybe, let's say, um, about $30 on coffee over the course of that that weekend. But it, it is what it is. So got my Starbucks and then I decided to go on a solo date. And this was like the best place I've ever been to for brunch. It was called Cafe Bonjour. And it was in downtown Boston. And it was just best steak tips and eggs. I also got a Bellini. It was the first cocktail I had drank since I don't even know how long. And um, I, I felt really buzzy afterwards, but that is what it is. And then I also ordered some crepes to go and everything was amazing. It was about $50, which I was expecting. Like that was my budget basically. So I, I came in basically even. So it ended up working out and I just felt so pampered by myself. I was so proud. I was like, man, I did that. I went on a solo date. So if you ever go away and you don't know what to do, go on a solo date. They're fun. So after the solo date, I met my cousin or my two cousins. I met my cousin Dylan first and then my cousin Sid. And I hadn't seen Sid in five years. So it was interesting to meet with them for the first time in however long. So that was great. And then I saw my former babysitter, Monique. Um, She's basically a second mom to me. So it was nice to hang out with her for the rest of the evening. Then we had... Easter Sunday rehearsal. And finally, we ended up going back to the airport because I had to get back home on my not direct flight back to Baltimore. And I go through the airport. I use my tuba. I get a seat for my tuba because it's super expensive to check it. And I don't yet have a flight case because I've been waiting for it for two months. But When I'm going through the Boston airport, I haven't been given issues in Baltimore. I haven't had issues. Okay, well, I had issues back in December in Baltimore. Or was that January? Where they, like, shoved it through the x-ray machine and broke my bell. But uh, since then, I have not had any issues in Baltimore. And I didn't have issues in Florida. 
I didn't have issues in Wisconsin. But for some reason, Boston has to be special because it's Boston. And I was born in Boston, so I always have this like soft spot in my heart for Boston. But they kind of pissed me off today. So the woman's like, sorry, we can't hand check that because it looks like it can fit through the machine. And I'm like, it cannot fit through the machine. That is not what it can do. And they're like, yes, it can. Like, it can fit through our bigger machine. And I'm like, that's exactly what the people at Baltimore said before they broke my tuba last time. So we're not doing that. But they're like, yes, we're doing it. And I was with them the entire time. I followed them. I watched them try to fit it in the machine. They were trying to force it. I'm like, nope, you're not forcing that through the machine. And lo and behold, it did not fit in the machine. So we could have saved about 45 minutes of me dealing with the TSA if they had just listened to me in the first place. So I was kind of pissed off. I mean, I was very pissed off. I kept my cool. I maintained my my steady, stern voice uh, when I was talking with them. But it was like, it was very stressful for basically no reason. So I get back home. Yay. Um, finally, I'm home. And... I, I think I'm done. I really think I'm done. I think, okay, like literally everything bad that could have happened with this hotel and the Airbnb and then me dealing with the airport happened. So I should have a great week ahead of me because my boyfriend's coming to visit and everything's going to be great. Well, that's not how things happened. Um, I had gotten a rotisserie chicken on that one day. I was there um, the week before. And I thought that, you know, it's only been a week. The rotisserie chicken's still good. My dad does this all the time, but, um, yeah. So I thought it was still good. And I made myself some nice chicken and waffles. And I was so proud of these chicken waffles I made. I'm like, look at me using this rotisserie chicken so it doesn't go to waste. And look at me using like my waffle iron because I haven't used it forever. Well, lo and behold, the chicken was not good. And it was really not good. Because I was throwing up for the next 24 hours. And my boyfriend came, Andre, and he was just like kind of watching me in misery because like every time I took a sip of water or something, I had to run to the bathroom and I was just hacking everything up. And it was the worst case of food poisoning I have ever gotten from this poor rotisserie chicken that I thought would be good. So I get over the 24 hour bug. I mean, I'm still kind of like writhing in pain. I don't want to eat solid food because I'm terrified. And then I start to feel sick because my boyfriend, Andre, decided to bring his cold with him when he came to visit. And I was like, oh, gosh, now I feel sick. But I felt like really out of it. Like I was really tired and like I couldn't do anything. And I kept falling asleep while trying to work. And I'm getting all my work done and I'm like sneezing and coughing and whatnot. And we're like, okay, it's just a cold because he tested negative for COVID before. And I'm like, I probably just have his cold. Well, on Saturday, we decided to hang out with my friend Naomi from like fifth grade, which was really good. Um, it was nice. And I started feeling a little bit feverish. And I was like, okay, um, I'm feverish. But we can we can move forward from this. And uh, 
no, I was feeling pretty feverish and weak. And I was like, okay, maybe I should take my temperature. And I get home and I have a temperature of 100.3. And I'm like, shoot, I have a fever. Maybe I should take a COVID test. And lo and behold, I tested positive for COVID after spending an entire day with my friend unmasked in her apartment. (laughs) So... And Andre tested and he tested negative for some reason. But then when he got back home, he tested and he was positive. So I think it was a false negative. But either way, now I'm dealing with COVID. I get like, I have to submit it to Johns Hopkins and be like, hey, I'm your student and I tested positive. And then I got like five calls from them and like a bunch of emails. Like you can't come to campus for this whole week. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like isolated now. This was supposed to be the week where... I caught myself back on on track as far as fitness and going out and just doing things. But I was dealing with COVID now and I couldn't go to class again. So um, lo and behold, I ended up just heading home early because I was planning on going to New York this weekend anyway. So I'm like, I don't need to be here because my symptoms disappeared. So I was COVID negative at that point and... I had nothing I was doing in Baltimore, so I'm like, let me just go to New York early. And then that allowed me to go to my father's gala, which I will get to in my roses, buds, and thorns. So yeah, that, that's that been my month. That was the month of April. That was why that month was hell, because it was literally all the things that could have happened in Boston, and then not getting to go to class like at all. And then suddenly getting food poisoning with COVID right along the side. So everything was interesting, to say the least. And I'm glad we're in May because hopefully May is better. But uh, yeah, so anyways, the purpose of me talking about all this was to talk about maintaining my healthy habits. So here's like a rundown of what happened with my healthy habits in general. I was only able to run a total of four times in the entire month of April. And I feel terrible about that because I was like, oh, you know, I could totally do a half marathon on the one weekend I'm home. Yeah, I I did not do that. Um, I was only running 5Ks on those those four days and they were not consecutive at all. Like, I think I went three weeks without running at one point. And it was because, I mean, I I was like, on a plane, in places I didn't know, in the heat, and then I had COVID. So, and food poisoning. (laughs) So I couldn't really, really run. Um, But I was able to walk and I hit my step goal about 90% of the month, except for like my travel days. But otherwise I hit my step goal because I, I did all the walking, like literally all the walking. One day I actually walked 13 miles in the Boston Common because why not? Um, And I'm glad that I was able to find walking because it just kept me active. And I think that that is probably the best thing that people can do. Because when you're walking, it's a lot better than running because if you're running and you don't see somebody and then they come and mug you. Whereas if you're walking, you can have a chance to look at your surroundings and stuff like that. And that's how I feel about walking versus running in, in foreign places. So that's why I primarily walk when I go on on trips. Then I also was able to make healthy decisions when eating out for the most part. There was one day where I got like a a chicken club, um, but that was like the one chicken club I got. And then I had a burger at one point too. And 
I felt terrible after eating the burger. So I know not to eat burgers now. And the chicken club wasn't bad. But anyways, so I was able to get like healthy meals. They were more expensive. I did know that I have to pay to eat healthier, you know, like getting a grilled chicken with like mashed potatoes and broccoli for some reason is 25 bucks when getting the burger is only 15. Um, So I did that a lot, but I documented everything so I can write it off on my taxes next year. And that's what's going to keep me going. And actually, I ended up losing weight that month, um, thanks to the food poisoning and the lack of appetite from COVID. So that whole week kind of like made up for everything that I was doing. Um, yeah, got me closer to my my 10 pound goal. Um, don't don't get food poisoning to lose weight. Just don't do it. Don't get COVID to lose weight. Just just lose the weight. Just eat responsibly. Do whatever you need to do. Anyways, next week I'm going to discuss some general ways to maintain healthy habits while going through busy seasons or or traveling. So please come back next week. I know this episode was kind of, why did she tell us all of this? I just kind of felt like I needed to get that off of my chest so all of you could know why I took the month off and why I really wish I could have taken this month off too, but I don't want to because I already promised to be on here. Um, back in May. So, yeah. Um, anyways, so I'm going to move on to Roses, Buds, and Thorns. This is usually to promote a level of authenticity on the show. I think I've been very authentic with all of y'all this episode, so it doesn't need to be more authenticity. But um, it also promotes gratitude because there's always something to be thankful for when things are are going pretty poorly. So my thorn for, I guess, uh, the past few weeks is, or I guess this week, I managed to procrastinate on this episode. Today's Wednesday, May 4th. It's supposed to come out on May 5th. I do this all the time. Um, Instead of working on the episode, I was just writing. I started writing again. Um, And I was working on my final paper. So I guess like those are little roses because, you know, I was being productive with the time I wasn't being productive technically. So, you know, productive procrastination, it's still a form of procrastination, but that is what it is. Then my rose, which is something good that happened. My father was honored in the gala that I went to last week and that I was able to go to uh, with my grandparents and my cousin and my mom um, because of the COVID isolation that I was in. I, I was negative at that point. But yeah, it was it was nice to see everybody and then get to dress up and then have him just be celebrated. He was like one of two honorees. And then he sang Luck Be a Lady um, from Frank Sinatra. And it was really good. It was a great performance. It was his first time playing with a live band and he felt great about it. Um, so that is my my rose. Um, I guess another little mini rose, like I kind of just mentioned, is I also started writing again. Um, I always mention that I'm a writer in my podcast intro, but I don't really write too much. Um, anymore. So I started writing again because I gave, um, I just reread one of these stories that I started back in 2015 and I got the courage to continue writing it because Andre started enjoying it. So I feel like one day it's going to be published and you're going to see that. You're going to be like, hey, Jazzy's name is on a novel too. That's crazy. So yeah, um, I'm glad I started writing again. That's my other rose. And then my bud is I'm heading out to Colombia tomorrow for another tour. 
and Columbia the country, not South Carolina or Maryland. <laughs> so I'm very excited for this um, opportunity, and I'm just really looking forward to that because I get to go to Columbia, even though I could get mugged. But I'll be in Columbia and not here, and I'll be missing class again. But it'll be fun. Um, the reason I say I should have probably taken May off is because I get back from Columbia on Sunday morning, like 7 a.m. I get back. Then I have to run back to Maryland to work on Monday evening. And then I have to come back here to New York because um, my teacher's having my teacher, high school teacher, Vicki Henson, if she's listening, thank you for listening. I love you. Um, but she's retiring this year and she's having a, like, a retirement concert that I'm going to go to. And then Andre's going to come down for that weekend. So then literally I'm rushing back to New York next Friday after work again. And then I'm going to Texas again, but out of Maryland because I wasn't thinking. So I have to run back to Maryland to catch a flight to Texas. Then I have to come back and pick up my chinchillas. So May is also just going to be one of these months. Um, and yeah, I, I imagine more episodes like this that are kind of unplanned and me just kind of talking for half an hour, apparently. Um, I thought this was going to be shorter, but it ended up being like basically half an hour. So I hope you enjoyed this and hearing all of my candor and my beautiful experiences that I had in the past couple of weeks. And I hope you do tune in to next week's episode where I do give you some concrete advice and kind of return to some sort of a level of normalcy where I actually talk about things that might be useful to you. Because why would I do that? Um, so if you have a chance, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it because I always appreciate knowing people who enjoy the show and other people will be able to find the show better if there's more than two reviews on there, one of which might be mine. Um, so... Thank you for listening, and if you are a listener and you just feel like reaching out just to be like, hey, I exist, I would appreciate that too, because I know there's at least 12 consistent listeners, but I don't know who any of you are except for my mom. So it would be great if I did know who you are. But yeah, so that concludes this week's episode. So I hope you have a great week, and I will be back next Thursday with some actual advice. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Harmony and Healing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Harmony and Healing Podcast. And you can find me personally at the Jazzy Tubist on both Facebook and Instagram. And at my website, jasminepiggit.com. I'll see you next Thursday.